It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One at Super Scoreboard. Hearts and Partick Thistle's court action includes trying to stop Dundee United, Wraith Rovers and Cove Rangers being promoted. Aberdeen announced wage cuts and St Johnson have a new manager. I'm Alison Conroy and joining me tonight is Mark Wilson. Well, it's been another interesting week, Alison, as we watch teams return back to pre-season training. Rangers today, Aberdeen uh, the last few days, Celtic last week. The news of potential wage cuts yep. to some of our bigger clubs are starting to hit home now. And I don't think anybody will be surprised about the reality of COVID on our big teams. Aberdeen, the, the most recent one, Hibs a couple of days ago. And you wonder what the future holds with some of the figures that Aberdeen have been talking about this week. But again, the big news that's just mm. been breaking in the last couple of hours is a court action from Hearts and Partick Thistle uh, in terms of trying or, or trying to save themselves from relegation would be then blocking, potentially blocking promotion. Yeah. How did Dundee United, Wraith and Co feel about that? We were just talking about fairness and having no harm done to Hearts or Partick Thistle or Stranraer. Well, how can that be fair on Dundee United, Wraith and Cove? Blocking promotion. So a lot to talk about in that situation. You can give us a call tonight on 01419511025. Well, Mark, let's start with this. As you've said, Hearts and Partick Thistle's court action, which they lodged yesterday, also, as it's been revealed today, includes trying to stop Dundee United, Wraith Rovers and Cove Rangers being promoted. They've obviously taken this action against the SPFL to reverse the decision to relegate them. If that doesn't happen, they're going to seek compensation if that's denied. We now know that Hearts want about £8 million, Partick Thistle £2 million. So that's £10 million between mm. them that they're looking for if they can't reverse the relegation. Well, well that's incredible figures. Yeah. You know, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to see where they're they're getting those figures from in terms of their losses. It's a lot of money, eight million quid for a season, two million for Partick Thistle. Me personally, I don't think there's any hope of them mm. getting that. They have, of course, got a right to challenge. Now, you know, they've every right in trying to keep themselves uh, right in this situation because there's, uh, there's no doubt about it. There is sympathy across the board with everybody for Hearts, Thistle, and Stranraer. You know. In particular, Partick Thistle. I think everybody has sympathy with them. But with this court action, they may be starting to drag up things that sympathy may Mm -hmm. start to waver if they're looking to punish other teams. The leagues and the club voted for this. You know, we've went through the mill with this over and over again. Votes... uh, and the clubs voted. They that voted that was to end it. the league at that point. Yeah. So I think it's a bit unfair that they then go and start pinpointing other clubs. Who bear in mind, we don't know how these other clubs voted. These other clubs, United, Wraith, and Cove, could have well voted for Hearts and Partick Thistle to stay in the league. Mm-hmm. So would it be fair for them to be sitting thinking they're getting promoted and potentially, you know, Hearts and Thistle's court action could put a stop to that? I don't like the sound of that. And again, it's no surprise where the way Scottish footballs went. Since COVID stopped the league to now, there's been nothing but backstabbing and fighting. And when you thought a line was going to be drawn un- under it this week, it just rumbles on. You know, it rumbles on to compensation, and then we think that's enough. It's rumbling on to punishing yeah. other teams. And Hearts have always said it's not about. Well, it is about the fact that nobody should be at a disadvantage because of what's happened. So they're arguing well, our relegation puts us at a disadvantage. So. 
the, the way they're looking at it as Dundee United, Wraith and Cove can still be champions mm-hmm. they just don't get promotion which but then I, I they're ar- losing out on what they've yeah. then played for for the entire se- well, I, the season until it's yeah. stopped I would argue it, it, it does put them in a worse off position mm-hmm. you know Dundee United, Wraith and Cove now I, I don't know too much about Wraith's budget but Dundee United and Cove put a lot of money into their squad and mm-hmm. one aim to get promoted they talked our league they they were named champions that everybody voted for. They should be promoted, so they will be worse off. They put a lot of money in for nothing. So I get Hearts's argument. I get Partick Thistle and I get Stranraer. It's very unfair. But you can't then just say, "Listen, we've been unfairly treated. Let's punish the teams that are coming up just to save ourselves." That can't be the case. And I'd be very surprised. If the outcome was not to promote these three teams well, We've been hearing from sports lawyer David Winnie Who believes going down the legal route against the SPFL is a no-brainer He says there are no guarantees of success But that the risk is worth the potential rewards In terms of maybe providing some comfort to hearts I mean they just need to look across the channel And the cases that, you know, that's going on in Europe To the club's favour Okay the circumstances were different there I think that the government intervened etc But it does provide some kind of route map. Have they got a chance? Do they have prospects? Certainly. Is it 100%? Definitely not. There's a whole host of problems in front of them. It's not certain by any manner of means that they'll, they'll be successful. As, as, that, as things stand just now, they're in the championship. They could be losing anything up to, what, seven, eight million, mm-hmm. as I'm hearing. So the cost of that, as opposed, balanced against taking this to a court, it's it, it's it's a no-brainer for them because I mean the court proceed the cost of a, uh, a court case is not going to be that much. I mean in terms of you know losing six or, or seven million or eight million. So for Harps, I can understand fully why you would decide to go down this route, the legal route. Just to flip what David Winnie's saying there, I get his theory on terms of well the court action is going to be less than the eight million they're losing. But if they can't afford to lose the eight million, then they aren't successful in the court action. They're then losing <laughs> yeah. more money on top of the eight I, million. I was going to say that. I, so, it's, it's still going to cost a lot of money yeah. if you lose the the court battle. I, I mean, we've already, you know, the, the court fees will be substantial. Mm-hmm. Maybe Hearts can afford that with our well, Partick Thistle are now uh, only doing it because of exactly. an anonymous got a, donor. A mystery benefactor. I mean, so we heard Partick Thistle saying the costs are far too much. We heard Stranraer saying for a club like us, listen, we can't afford that. So they will still be substantial. So Hart's saying that they're losing this money and they're right, they will lose money. Don't know if it'll be as much as seven or eight million. Mm. I'd like to see the itemised bill for that, uh, yeah. uh, what that adds up to. But it will still be a lot of money. And to go down this route, they may still lose more. But listen, I, I get David Winnie. They have got a chance because looking on the continent and what's yeah. happened, I may set a presence. The one different thing is, and it's been chatted about in the show, is that it was the clubs that voted for this It was put to the clubs It's different from other leagues When and the that... decision was made for them Yes, of course 01419511025 is the number you need And Stuart in Renfrew has given us a call Hello Stuart Hello, how are you doing? Alright, thank you Hi Mark Hi Stuart Hiya Listen, uh, my, my point tonight I'm going to talk about what I was talking about The financial mm-hmm. uh, impact on our game um, Now, if you forget about the Calling the league early for saying giving the titles out or relegation or that and put it down to purely financial decisions, okay? With the the announcement today that we could have went back on Monday. See the the financial ramifications of this are absolutely massive, you know. 
We've got a possible 2.3 million bill with BT Sports that we need to pay back. Mm-hmm. We've got the money for the Sky, which was rumoured to be £6 million, okay? But obviously, we're giving our league sponsors away, possibly free, to pay to pay that off, and 13 free games as well to Sky. This is rumoured, obviously. Okay, we've also got the ramifications of Hearts want to sue between 3 and £6 million, and that's our base rate. Partick Thistle... One to three million pounds. This, this is causing so much financial ramifications. Rather than we could have just waited a wee bit to see what had happened. The, the cost of this is going to put so many teams out of business. And I'm going down to your level, Mark, as well. This is this is going to seriously affect our game because it's going to be the lower league mm-hmm. clubs and the higher league clubs is going to have to pay it. Now, uh, Aberdeen and Hibernian have already announced wage cuts. As, ba- as much as the players are on furlough as well, and there's only one man to blame for this, and it's Mr. Doncaster. Well, see, Neil Doncaster, I, I need to correct something in this. Neil Doncaster gets the blame for every decision that's been made. And there probably are things, many things he could have done differently, but Neil Doncaster doesn't make the decisions. He is basically heads up the SPFL, and the clubs make the decisions, and he basically. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's the thing I, I have to defend yeah. him slightly on this. Sorry, there hasn't been sponsorship in the SPFL in two seasons in what he's been in charge of his five-year tenure. That's not acceptable, surely. That was during when Rangers weren't in the top flight. There was not a sponsor for a season. And now we don't have a sponsor going forward. It's fit. Yeah, I mean, in terms of businesses, in, in terms of a sponsor for this season, for any business at this point, who would do it when their own business is maybe suffering and they don't have the money well, to put yeah. in? So it's very difficult. And I don't know, Mark, here, what Stuart's saying, and he's absolutely right. The game is in an absolute mess at the moment. Is it a case at the moment that hindsight is an absolutely wonderful yeah, thing? Yeah, of course. I, I mean, Stuart, that's what it's got to come down to. I mean, I stood in this show when when the, the shutdown came uh, and we thought we could be back pretty early. We had, I remember Derek McInnes coming on and saying, let's just wait. And there was the possibility it could get rushed through. And I think they waited enough time. But again, it comes down to the clubs. As Neil mm. Doncaster, the clubs were pushing for it. The clubs were pushing for to get some sort of payout, particularly the war league clubs, to keep them going. And it has kept them going until furlough was decided. And it kept, it kept players getting paid. So I can understand that. But again, in hindsight... It's almost like some of the things about the government today and 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 Granty Face too. A couple of weeks ago or, or a month ago, we never thought we'd be this yep, far down the, the line. So everything moves so quickly with this virus when it changes. And Scottish football has been no different. Yes, there probably is an argument when, when Nicola Sturgeon has come out and says, you know, sports can resume as of Monday. And people are going, well, hold on a minute. It's, it's near the end of June. We could have squeezed the games in, and rightly so. But at that time, I felt... They got it right in terms of making a decision. And we're once all dealing again, with something that nobody yeah. knows how to deal with, essentially. Yeah. But yeah, Stuart, you're, you're right with the figures. Yeah. I mean, it does start adding up with the BT money and the Sky money. You're the, at 13 million, say already. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, it's Neil Doncaster's job then to negotiate that the mm. best he can. The, the yeah. Hearts and Thistle case. Who knows what's going to happen with that? I mean, I think that's out of Neil Doncaster's hands. That's in the that'll be in the hands of the court, mm-hmm. and it's an unsavoury situation. But in terms of starting back, and in terms of losing money, and we could have finished at the season. It's all right saying that now because we heard Nicola Sturgeon this afternoon. I mean, last week, you know, we still didn't know that we could start 
probably football or, or sports back so things move so quickly and it was an incredibly tough job they had to do that's, that's true Matt you're just, you're just looking for a wee bit more maybe information coming through the top you know rather than it coming mm. out in the press all the time you know there's some story today I read um, about uh, saying that the the clubs obviously the, the, the ramifications of this could put Scottish football into turmoil you know it's maybe trying to change the minds of people going doing legal action whereas it's they financially cannot punish the other clubs but it's alright for them to punish them by relegation you know it just doesn't sit well with me but the the, the other quick point I wanted to make mm-hmm. was um, was uh, oh what is it Oh jeez, I think I forgot my point Take your time, take a minute And when you were saying oh. Stuart about Could push Scottish football into turmoil I think, I think we've passed that a <laughs> long time there. ago yeah. yeah. No exactly, uh, obviously I hope everything gets a lot better And everybody's keeping safe in that But just doesn't sit well with me And I think we need a bit more uh, leadership to the top obviously mm. um, And that's it Okay, thank you Stuart Yep. Yeah. Okay, bye. That was Stuart and Renfrew. I want to stay on the lines. We've got Ian and Blantyre. Hello, Ian. Hello, Alison. Hello. How are you tonight? Very well, thank you. Well? We are. Very How are good. You? So am I. I'm very well myself. I just want to bring up a couple of a couple of points. I was just, and just while I was waiting there, I just thought in Alan. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so starting off, I'm a Rangers fan. And uh, what was I talking about? At Hearts and Partick Thistle, I just, I just feel that, I know they've been, they've been wrong and punished themselves, but to, to punish to punish another other teams like Dundee United to stop them from getting up is absolute wrong. I, I just think it's absolute wrong, Alison. We are looking at a club in Dundee United, Mark, that ran away with that league. Yeah. Yeah, again, yeah. I'll, I'll say they, they put in a lot of money mm. into that. You know, they, they, they splashed it a lot on their star striker, and I'm talking in terms of wages, uh, and the rest of the team. To, to get out of that league and they've done that they they succeeded uh-huh. so why why take that away from them mm-hmm. you, it'd be hugely unfair exactly. uh-huh. and my other point is that alright I'm, I'm actually blind and mm-hmm. I go I go to some of the Rangers games I go with the blind party and then this this scene the game for your tablet and all that kind of stuff I, I just I just think it's unfair for the likes of us the, the blind people and we can't we can't get any access at all because we can't go to the games just now so it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's obviously one, going yeah. to be difficult, mm-hmm. and uh, and hopefully that they, they they put an audio service on. But uh, uh, have you got a season ticket, Ian? Yeah. Say, yeah, have you got a season ticket? No, it's a, it's a, I can't remember. It's on my mum's phone. It was on my mum's phone. This the ticket uh-huh. I bought, but get it gets me the blind party. Right. Okay. So I been I was a couple of games last last season. I was at the Aberdeen game. That poor game with Aberdeen. And then I was at another game. I was at the Kilmarnock one nothing mm-hmm. game when we beat them one nothing. So that was a that was a great that was a great result. <laughs> so that was good. Uh, I mean, as you uh-huh. say, Mark, you need to hope that maybe there'll be some sort of audio service provided so. as well because yeah. you know, f- fans like Ian are going to to lose out a little bit more as well. I'd, I'd be very surprised if the clubs, you know, um, haven't put thought into this. You know, a lot of their fans who who go um, are visually impaired. I'm sure they've got their best interests at heart and, you know, a lot of these fans put their hands in their pockets to keep their clubs alive like we were chatting about last Thursday in the show and the clubs will be across this. If they're putting uh, a visual package together mm-hmm. um, for everybody and then obviously an audio one has to follow suit. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Stephen. 
You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Alison Conroy and Mark Wilson until seven o'clock tonight. Now we should have been talking about football during this break, but what we've actually just googled, Mark? What have we just googled? <laughs> well, I didn't Google. Check I your know. phone. How long does a frog live? Yes, because <laughs> Mark has pet frogs. That's well, what you've been doing during the aye, well, lockdown. We're having a discussion there. What we've been doing, and I, I said in the show that I caught <laughs> caught four tadpoles for the boys uh, about ten weeks ago. They've turned into frogs now, which is amazing. Huh? What, what a life Fish food eh? for the next the, 12 years The life of an ex-footballer There eh? you go Reading frogs Can I afford a pet So I just caught my own <laughs> so, <laughs> I want go. to go back On to the phones In a minute A little bit, a little bit of signing news That's just come through And Defender Richard Tate has signed a two-year deal with St Mirren. He was, of course, released by Motherwell at the end of the season. A good bit of business for St mm. Mirren, that one. I think so. I was surprised that Richard yeah. Tate got let go with Motherwell. I thought, you know, I, I know he had his injury problems and the club has to look out for themselves and be very prudent in, in their squad and trim it. But I just thought, you know, he every time he played, you know, I think the fans quite liked him. So I was surprised. But St Mirren, yeah, great bit of business for them. You know, very quick in the uptake, and it's you know what, it's good to see clubs actually signing players now because we were at a stage that we were thinking, you know, how is this transfer window going to pan out? How's it going to look? Mm-hmm. Is it is it going to be pretty sparse? But you're getting to see one or two clubs making signings now, and you know, good bit of business here for Jim. St. Mirren's first signing of the yeah the window. Yeah, uh, and it'll be a, a probably his defence that he. You know, he'll look to strengthen. They were they were good in stages last year, but Jim will certainly be looking to strengthen. And, and he's a good character to have, and you know, a real leader. Yeah. And uh, he's, as I say, I think he's, he's he'll work out a top signing. But again, surprised at Motherwell. But again, overall, good to see clubs being linked with players. Good to see them signing players because for so long we're thinking, hmm, this, what's going to happen? this transfer mm-hmm. window could be extended. Of course, it, it may still be. We don't know what's going to happen with that, but it's good to see. Business getting back to some sort of normality, like watching the game last night. Yeah, enjoy wasn't it. Norm, you know what? It was it was good to watch the the first game. Wasn't it? Wasn't it great? But the second game, you know what? A flick between the flick between the noise uh, with the artificial crowd yep. and the no noise. And there's been a lot of discussion. I've what, seen. Uh, yeah, what do you prefer? I like to I like the crowd noise. Yeah, I like better. the crowd noise. Uh, look, it's nothing's going to be perfect, but I just can't imagine silence yeah, in the stadiums and you're over, just going to I flicked over just at the penalty to mm-hmm. the no noise when he was running up and I was thinking I wonder what it's got yeah. and it was just weird it was yeah. like being in training mm-hmm. you know watching a training match I want to try and pretend there's some people yeah there. the crowd the producer must have a great job or whoever's behind the button pressing the, the crowd noises <laughs> when, when that shot goes in it and right. yeah it's great <laughs> ah, good on them let's get back onto the phone 01419511025 is the number you need and Willie and Parkhead's giving us a call hello Willie how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm all right. First of all, well done for keeping it on air. You're doing well. Glad you're enjoying and my it. My point is to see Mark Bittany. My point is, now, Hearts are going to try and get this stock now Dundee United. Dundee United is going to cost them money having to get their lawyers on it. As they're going, it's going to cost these other teams more money, more money, because they'll have to get their lawyers on it because they're very happy about it. So it's money, money, money for everybody. I, I don't know how involved Dundee United will get. I may be wrong with us. It just really, depends what the action would be, would be the... because if you know Hearts and Partick Thistle aren't successful, then I, mean, I don't know if Dundee United can yeah. counterclaim but if they it, are successful. Is it the league that's taken up with, with Hearts? Well, the action is know, against so, the SPFL. Yeah, yeah. so I, I mean, Dundee United, I'd imagine, would be predicted under that. But um, 
No, listen, it's not right. Uh, it isn't right, and you know we we need to see how this unfolds. This is just you know came to light in the in the last day or so, and we need to see how it unfolds. How Hearts are taking us forward, but on the face of it, we stop their relegation. It does look like they're aiming for no promotion, and uh, and again with the way our <laughs> our league has has handled this through the last what three months. It doesn't surprise you that because Hearts and Thistle have been dealt a bad card, uh, they're looking for some sort of rep- retribution. Mm-hmm. And it is, I don't think it's the right way to go down. So it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. Do you want to come back in, Willie? Uh, well, Hearts should just take your... I know they're flung their dummies out, they're flung their toys out, everything's out that pram. They just need to take your punishment and go on with it to the Gundun this road. If they were good enough, they'd be still in the league, but they're not good enough. At the, uh, they've only good enough, so... Why take it out in other teams, know what I mean? So Mark, do you feel that any sympathy that there was for Hearts is dwindling? No, I think the sympathy is still there at the minute. Um it depends, I think, how far this goes down the road. Now I think I think most people would say that Hearts and Thistle have a right to to look abroad and look what's happening elsewhere and, and try what have they got to lose? Put yep. it that way. You know, they're they're relegated, the un you could see unfairly relegated But again it was the club's decisions So they have every right to fight it However I, I do think if they start You know Stunting other clubs You know Dundee United, Wraith and Cove Then I think uh, The sympathy would start to To waver I, I think if you're You're putting other clubs under duress And, and punishing them Just because you've been punished unfairly Then people would start mm-hmm. to to, to lose uh, a bit of sympathy with you So it's, Again it's an awkward one The 8, eight million quid and 2 million quid Is a lot of money That they're projecting That they're losing And mm-hmm. you know it'd be good to see Like I say When I read that I'm thinking where are they getting that yeah, from I, I wonder where they're getting that from But I still think people Will be sympathetic at this minute It's how far it goes Then, then you wonder if people start to lose patience we know that the, the plan is at the moment that the Premiership will restart on the 1st of August. The Championship's going to come back on the 17th of October. They're yeah. going to play 27 mm. games instead of the, the 36. They'll play each other three times. Now, I know this affects you as breaking manager. The SPFL have now asked League One and League Two clubs when they think they can start August, October and January are among the options that have been yeah. given. Yeah, well, it's a tricky situation, um, and I speak as as being breaking manager because I've been kind of across this um, and speaking to my board about this, and it's a decision that's been put to the clubs uh, if they're if they're willing to start. Now, I don't think anybody would be willing to start in August because they're not going to start before, obviously, at the championship. Yeah. So, their a decision is to start in October, January, or. It was a couple of weeks ago we were chatting about not even kicking the ball uh, and starting the season in August, yeah. which would be, I mean, an absolute disaster. Now, a lot of clubs, I think, don't want to be left behind. You know, they don't want some of their clubs to say, yep, OK, let's, we're ready to go for it. Because there was a talk about merging the two leagues if only some want to, and then what are you playing for? Now, you're, I guess you're playing for nothing. There'd be no, no promotion, no relegation. That Then you start to think, well, would there be any prize money? Of course not. So what's the point? Um, uh, other than games... I think my gut feeling would be that I think the clubs would vote to start in October. I think a lot of clubs want to get back out in the pitch and I think they want to try and get through to January. Now, I think they would do that in the understanding 
or the uh, sorry the belief that there would be fans coming through the gate in January. Mm. And again, they're gambling big on that. You know, they really are gambling big on that now. If fans get back through the gate in January, fine. The clubs can start to get money and they can finish the season. The worry would be if this virus has a second wave like we're seeing in China it just now and it comes back round and, and fans don't get back through, then where does it leave these clubs who have put all their eggs in one basket and says, let's go for it? How much does the money that James Anderson has given through the SPFL Trust that we a grant of around £50,000 yeah. for a club like Brechin when you're looking at having to do testing and all that kind of stuff how much does that money help in terms of being able to maybe come back that little bit sooner yeah well uh, of course it helps in, in terms of the testing now the testing is a big thing for me because it's alright our, our premiership clubs are, are fine with testing well not fine it's still costing them between three and a half and £5,000 yep. a week to test for a club like Brecon, and I'll go all across League 2, probably with the exception of Queen's Park, um, League 1 as well, exception of Thistle and Falkirk, um, that's too much money to test our players. Mm. You know, that's that's you're talking about in the, the realms of your wage bill is going and testing. But not only that, Alison, it's how you do it with, with clubs like ourselves who use community pitches. You know, we're not lucky enough to use our own training facility mm-hmm. so how do you get a controlled environment if you've got people coming in have to use the pitch people coming in with. using the pitch if you've got again which is what so many clubs down there do for extra income exactly and guys who are coming from part time uh, or, or different jobs you know um, coming straight to training out with a controlled environment how do you do that you mm-hmm. know you're putting if you're putting a lot of money into it you've got to get it right and I think that's the struggle just now I think clubs are desperate to get back in league one and league two and they will my belief is they will vote to to go back in October but I don't think they've got any answers how they're going to test and how they're going to set up a sterile training mm-hmm. environment when you know I know for instance our Broth train at Perth uh, you know uh, I think and sometimes the train is it sometimes the train at Stirling as yeah, well Queen of the South and Glasgow Queen of the South and Glasgow Park, isn't it, yeah. you know ourselves we are uh, at Grangemouth how, how's that all come together um, mm-hmm. so very difficult a lot of talking points but I think they'll strive to get back in October it's whether they can actually achieve that is a different thing Alan's a Partick Thistle fan he's given us a call hello Alan hi how are you doing alright thanks yourself well, thank you yes thanks for having me on okay. uh, I wanted to make a, a couple of points to mm-hmm. you tonight uh, the first one was uh, I listen to the show a lot I don't, don't usually phone in but I felt that I had to this time and that there's a lot of people phoning in and a lot of talking the press and forums and stuff about Partick wanting championships not to be presented to clubs like Dundee United. That's not the case. The club state openly stated that it recognises that Dundee United have won the league. And in the board statement yesterday, the club were very clear that they're going to court because they feel that some of the rules around about the SPFL have been broken. And if that's not agreed with, they would like compensation. And my secondary point to that is, the reason for that is, and you just touched on it a wee bit yourself there, Mark, in the first division next year, we we might not have a first division. Yeah. A professional football team like Partick or Falkirk mm-hmm. are going to have the capability taken away. And the club has set its stall out to keep its playing squad, which it has. Two players have left. They wanted to invoke their, their release because they were relegated and walked away. But the club is fully committed to playing next year. Where does that leave a club like Partick Thistle or indeed Falkirk? Just to pick up. Their need of, mm-hmm. of earning money has been taken away. Just to pick up on something you said, I've spoken to a chairman and he says that, you know, the statement that Hearts put out 
yesterday is quite misleading because the only way that there can be no relegation is if the three promoted clubs stay where they are because there is yeah. no reconstruction. So, Alan, that would be the case if you weren't relegated. Think, yeah. There's then no... Wraith no, can't... There's no getting away that what Hearts and Partick Thistle said. You know, mm-hmm. there's no problem with them being champions. Absolutely. There's no problem with the prize money being dished out to Just them for first place. They need to place. stay in the league that they are they in. They need to stay in currently. the league. And like you say there, Alison, and, and the chairman source that you've got, then that means there can't be any promotion. But, Alan, this is, this is why I thought 14 10 10 10 was going to pass. Because what you said there is completely right. Partick Thistle and Falkirk have got. You know, means to means to test their players, and have got much you know higher revenue than the other clubs in League One. Now, if half of League One say, for instance, that they can't start back in October, they're not willing to take that gamble. Then you're right. Where does that leave Thistle and Falkirk? And that's why I thought to to save this argument coming further down the road, you just bump Thistle and Falkirk up, and they're in the Championship with clubs who have already stated that they're starting to prepare. For the league in October the 17th So mm-hmm. if I was a Thistle fan just now I would be concerned about that I would be concerned about how the rest of the clubs are going to vote Knowing that my team are ready to go We've been punished punished unfairly But okay we'll take it And we're ready to bounce back But then there's no league to bounce back to Because some of the clubs can't play That would be a genuine worry Yeah absolutely uh, and and you know I, I feel sorry for everybody that, that's involved in in, in this in Scot- Scottish football. Every fan uh, has a, has a perspective and point of view. I just hope that moving forward, once all the dust settles in this, we can genuinely look at our structure for governing the game versus other leagues in the world and try to get something that's, that's best practice. Because I do appreciate the point about Neil Doncaster is you know, the, the head of the organisation mm-hmm. and he's unfairly lasted for decisions that clubs make. I, I, I can see that as well. But at the same time, I think that organisation has done itself no favour without just being open and honest and having a voice. It seems yeah. to have no voice. and lose all the chairman to kind of have to deal with the journalists to, to try and get the stories out. So hopefully something in the future, you know, will, will be bright and, and good for Scottish football and, and as you said Mark that reconstruction proposal was, was a good way forward but let's just, just hope and see and hopefully not too much damage is done Great, thanks Alan that was Alan and Renfrew a Partick Thistle fan he does have a point sometimes I think there's a frustration maybe from the fans that the information they get from the SPFL and that's maybe where the blame falls on Neil Doncaster because he is he is the public figure he yeah. is the, the name that's there. Of course, and I get what fans are saying, and we were actually saying the same in the show when it was, you know, the whole Ranger statements coming out, and you know, against Neil Doncaster, and we were looking for someone at the SPFL, and particularly Neil Doncaster or somebody to come out and actually have a voice and give us information. Mm-hmm. So we were the same. And the other side, of it, they have to be very careful. They have to wait and get all the facts right uh, and, and <laughs> you know, get everything lined up before they come out with a statement. They can't be seen to be quick off the mark and find out a couple of weeks later they're wrong about something because you think of the stick they would get then. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's a, an incredibly difficult job he's got. I don't envy him for it. Um, and unfortunately, when you take that role, you must know that you're signing up to get a lifetime of stick from you know, he's got another team in the league. He's got another new role today I've as seen well. Yeah, he's um, Neil Doncaster's now one of six new additions to UEFA's control ethics and disciplinary body. We are told, though, he will be excused from any cases involving Scottish clubs. Mm. 
I don't know, even know what that title means, but it sounds difficult. He'll basically look at the incidents like the players, banners, such like oh, at the right, Europa okay. League, Champions League games yes. and decide if there's to be a enough, punishment. Enough stress in his life with well, it taking on that role. He's yeah. taking that on as well. So there you go. Wow. This, there you go. <laughs> this is Clyde One at Super Scoreboard. We'll hear from St Johnson's new manager after the travel with Stephen. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson here with me, Alison Conroy, until seven o'clock tonight on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Well, New St. Johnson boss Callum Davidson admits it isn't an ideal time to step into his first management role, but says he couldn't turn down a return to Perth. He was Tommy Wright's assistant for five years and says it's now time to create his own legacy. I am excited. My wife also said to me, you're not excited about it? But I am. I might not show it, but obviously I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, ideally, I would like to take the job under different circumstances and it'd be a season with no COVID-19 going around the world uh, but oh, unfortunately that's the situation it's in uh, so we'll just make the best of it but yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to it and I'm really excited to start. Uh, obviously I've been through pre-season already with Will Will and I'll do it again now so I can't wait to get the players in and, and get working them. Yeah definitely, obviously if I was, I was there for five to seven years with them you know it's a great time, it was a great time in the club's history and it's, it's, it's gone now. So now it's gonna. I'm looking forward to what I can achieve, how what I can do for the club. Uh, that's how I've got to look at. What can I develop? Other things that I could got to try and do. I'm, I'm not going to be stupid. I'm not going to make wholesale changes because uh, what Tommy did was so successful. Be stupid me to come in and go right. I'm going to change everything. So there'll be little tweaks here and there uh, to try and move forward uh, with the times in football and uh, try and take it that way. Good appointment for yeah. you. Yeah, on the face, yeah, it looks uh, the sensible appointment. You know, he's he's a guy with a lot of experience, and particularly at that club uh, and the way Tommy Wright worked. And you know, Tommy Wright was successful for years. So, why would you waver away from from that kind of model? Um, Callum Davidson was obviously a part, a large part of that. And then you could even say he went away and tried to better himself. You know, he he, he was a success at St Johnson, but he wanted to get more experience down south, and that's what he's got when he's went away for a couple of years. You know, he's already got a pre-season under his belt, which is good. So he can just almost recycle yeah. what he's done at Millwall to St. Johnson team. And they'll be good to go. But it's, I think it's the right thing. I mean, that, that could have dragged on a wee bit, you know, uh-huh. with, with the virus. And St. Johnson could have eked it out a wee bit and uh, and waited to further down the line. Almost like it was at St. Mirren last year. Um, but they've acted quickly and they've got the man in place and they'll be ready to go for the, the start of the season but a good appointment on the face of it He did say as well because he took several sessions at Millwall as assistant manager with the, the new training and the social distancing maybe he's kind of a step ahead of some he will, he will. when he's coming into this in terms of this new training because he says he has noticed that players are more likely to pick up injuries I, I would like. think so I mean even just looking at the the Villa game last night you saw in, was it 65, 70 minutes, a couple of players going down with cramp because, bear in mind, these players have, are used to, even in a pre-season break, it's only get four weeks. I mean, they've uh-huh. had three months off. So, you're right what you say, Callum Davidson's been there, he's been in and around a, a first-team squad, he saw the steps that it takes, maybe there could have been times at Millwall that they went a wee bit too quickly, they thought, and, and try mm-hmm. to get the players up to fitness. So, that's Dan St. Johnson uh, in a good place and, you know, I'm sure the St. Johnson fans are happy with that. A guy who's who's linked with him and, and got a rich history with him. So, well done to him. Yeah, hopefully some signings there as well. As you say, it's good to see, as we touched on, Richard Tate has signed today. How difficult is it going to be for these clubs? I mean, we look at the Premiership clubs, but 
you look at you know Stranraer have no players. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. many players have you got? We have three players signed just now. Um, and last week was the unfortunate calls that you have to make round to the players and say that you know the club's in no position to be offering contracts at this moment. So that's that's never easy um, until we find out what's going on. So it's it's difficult. The PFA. Have got the the availability list for players. They yep. do it every single year, mm-hmm. and they often hold the trials every year. How for the big is that list in comparison is, to other seasons? Oh, I mean, it's grown by the week, it's which grown. is a worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's a it's a great service. I've always believed it to be a great service for the players and any out of contract players to get their name on there because managers and coaches do look at this, do study it, and, and it's worth getting your name on there. But. um I must say, Alison, the amount of players that are being released week after week, mm-hmm. it's, it's grown to a fair length now. Let's go back on to the calls. And we've got John in Alaba, who's a Hearts fan. Hello, John. Hi there. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, Mark had already touched on it uh, after I had phoned uh, with my point. About, there wouldn't have been this carry-on with Hearts uh, claiming £8 million and other clubs being up in my arms. It's, it's like Armageddon and who's talking to football fans who agree with Hearts and who don't. Uh, but if, if, as Mark says, if they made it a 14-team league, there'd have been any of this. Uh, and I reckon it's, a lot of it's didn't agree with the clubs. For, like, top six would maybe get four old firm games a season. Uh, they're making money out of that. Uh, and the first division's getting a good travelling support for Hearts, and I reckon that was in their heats when they decided not to accept the, the 14-team league. Mm. John, I was surprised that when I found out the the actual numbers who voted for it, you know, right, it right. was so low. Yeah. I know for a fact that Breakin, uh, you know, I can only speak about our point of view that Breakin voted for it, because it was the it seemed the fairest way, you know, and and we are looking at the bottom and round about us. Obviously, we we gave a second chance. We're not having to play the playoff, uh, but we thought it was right that Bro and and Kelty should come in the leagues, which then bumps everybody else up. But I was just surprised that there was so little numbers for it. I thought there may have been, you know, it may have been a closer vote, uh, and it just yeah. goes to show you how everybody is looking out for their their own interests. You know, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're looking at what they're losing in terms of maybe prize money. I know the percentage of prize money was very small, but there's so much more went in there. And clubs showed last week that they're not interested in the plight of any other club apart from their own self interest. Well, right, I, I, yeah. well, and, and that's also the same with my team, Hearts. Like, they're, looking, they're trying to look after themselves. Of course, yeah. I, yeah. I, I thought it was a. a just a good suggestion that the 14 team week mm-hmm. and this, we wouldn't have been talking last night if it had happened you know to be honest John you make a good point because if that 14 and, and 310 did pass last week uh, I don't know how many people would have been sitting on on Twitter or on our show the night phoning up to complain <laughs> saying oh this this is nonsense we should have stuck with the 12 didn't they make that my opinion anyway It didn't make that much A p- difference to the fans mm-hmm. You know The actual no, supporters no, It didn't make that right. much difference uh, When you look at it From a financial point of view To, to owners and chairmen Then of course It makes a difference to them there's When they're crunching the numbers yeah, yeah There was a financial hit To the, the, the premiership teams In terms of yeah. spending so, s- Splitting the money 14 ways rather than 12 Yeah, yeah And, and, and the, there was probably Other problems that they calculate That we don't see mm-hmm. But uh, what John's I point don't. is there I don't think many people Would be on here saying 
it's the wrong road to go down. I think we all settled in our minds that it was the fairest way to go. John, how much do you fear for your club if this legal action isn't successful, either in uh, terms of reversing the, the relegation or the compensation? Well, well uh, very much because uh, as far as the compensation goes, uh, the, the reason that I've gotten compensation is because that's the money that I've gone to lose. Yes, I, I don't think it'd be as much as eight million, by the way. I mean, that'll mm-hmm. be top end, but. Perhaps can they afford to lose four or five million? We're getting put in doing a, a division through no fault of our own. You yeah. know? And you also have a situation that you have to look for a new manager, possibly, if this well, doesn't happen because Daniel Stendel doesn't need to stay on. He doesn't have to. I, yeah. hope, I, hope, I hope he will. I hope he will because. Uh, do you, John? Do you really? Do you want him to stay on? I, him and maybe somebody like Jeffries as director of football. I reckon that Jeffries would. would uh, he's at Edinburgh City at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, he's uh, in the background but, there. But I just, I, I personally thought that a lot of Hearts fans may have seen this as an opportunity to move on through the Stendhal experience. And, you know, he came in, things didn't quite take off the way that. He wanted them. I, I, I still believe that Hearts had a good squad of players and they should have done better. But a, a lot of Hearts fans think this could be the opportunity to, to move to a, a fresh new approach. Fair comment, but Stendhal was a fresh approach. He didn't get the defending right, but he, towards the, the last two or three games, you could see the defence starting to settle. He was playing a different, he was playing more cautious, mm-hmm. but still playing attacking football. And, and I liked that. I saw one name mentioned today if um, Daniel Stendel didn't decide to stay on was Neil McCann. How would you feel about that one? Uh, no, no. No, not for you? <laughs> no, no, definitely no, no. No, he had his chance at Dundee and no, no, definitely no, no. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see Stendel staying there and, and somebody like Jim Jeffries up the stairs. In terms of players, how many do you think you can... Hold on to if it's terms of championship yeah. football. I dread to, to think it's never even crossed my mind because I'm still hoping somehow Hearts will stay in this Premier League. Voting against hope, basically. Yeah. Well, clutching at straws there, but you're uh, right, uh, Alison, what you well, say well, about the squad. Hearts support a device clutched at straws like that. Yeah, but the the squad itself, the wage bill. Yeah, I mean the that, hard squad. Sustain- I can't survive in the championship. Yeah, yeah, it's scary. It's scary. There was an easy way. That, that was the fourteen teams, and they have not dropped a lot of money through doing that. But they've decided to go against that. Okay, yeah. John. John, thank you. That was John um, in Alloa, a Hearts fan. It's a fair point. And in terms of players, you just don't know which players would want to to stay on at a championship club if other. There's other Premiership yeah. clubs that are going to go and look at these players. Yeah, this is. And a... if Hearts need to get some money, if they can sell them on as well, it's a very, very difficult situation. Well, the the drop in the Championship and the money they're saying that they could actually lose, then you're looking at you have to rip up most of that squad. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to you have to then move on, no matter if you love them or not, and you have to rebuild to get out of the Championship. And again, it's testing old players loyally. People say, "Oh, I love Hearts. I love the club." But when they're relegated in the championship, Mm. do they love them that much to stay in a league and sacrifice their maybe international careers? A few boys looking to to keep in that fold. I know Warren Shanklin's kind of broke the mould with getting in the Scotland Uh squad, but you wonder if that would continue if Hearts were in there. So big decisions for Hearts and their players to make in the coming weeks and months. And just quickly, we touched on Aberdeen 
earlier they're having to make wage cuts which probably make it quite difficult for Derek McInnes at the moment to look at his squad for the new season in terms of if he thinks that he needs some fresh faces yeah, well, obviously Derek. Derek has this uh, habit of kind of you know uh, working wonders every year with rebuilding his squad and adding adding a few to it, and he's always kept him up there challenging in cups and leagues. But with this virus, it's incredibly difficult. The news that they're losing a million quid, up to a million quid a yeah. month, it's a hard one to take. Hard times ahead for Aberdeen, but trust me, they'll not be the only one. There'll be more to come in the next few weeks, I, I think. Absolutely, unfortunately, yeah. Well, thanks to all your calls tonight. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Mark. I'll be back tomorrow night at six with Alex Ray. Kellen Gallagher's up next.